friend. Thank you for taking time out today to seek God. This is a brave choice, whether you believe or struggle with belief, whether you're religious or not. Seeking God is the greatest thing that you can do. We take the risk together that God is there and wants us to pursue Him, and the journey will be rewarding. In our time together, we'll worship by praying, reading scripture, and reflecting. This is your time to seek God. I'm only here to help. If you're able, why not kneel down, or sit comfortably, or lay down? Calming our bodies and minds is not only relaxing, but it reminds us of our own limitations and that a non-physical God is sought in non-physical ways. But what matters most is that this time is set apart and is unique. So once you're comfortable, let's begin. Close your eyes and take in a deep breath. You're about to speak to the creator of everything. And no, this isn't meditation, which is turning inward into yourself. Prayer is intentionally reaching beyond ourselves to the source of everything. In a way, we're reaching into the void and what will happen is unknown. Haven't you found that that's where all adventures are? Now speak out loud or in your mind. God is not limited to what is spoken. He knows even your deepest thoughts, so express your intentions for this time. You can say, God, if only I could see you or feel you and know that you're here, then I could walk with you better. My faith would be stronger. I'm sorry to even say that, but I think it. Show me how to walk with you. Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. And now we'll read scripture, because we believe that God has communicated and has revealed himself to people who have written down their experiences for our benefit. No, we don't have to understand it, and we don't have to be Bible scholars, but it is important that we receive it and believe that God communicates. Today we'll read John chapter 16, verse 7, which says, Nevertheless, I am telling you the truth. It is for your benefit that I go away, because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. Happy post-resurrection. Calendar-wise, we're still in the period of time after Jesus' resurrection and before his ascension. That will come in a few weeks. And then will be Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit, the counselor, was poured out not onto humanity, but into humanity. Of course, Jesus' words here to his disciples were before he was crucified, and they are jarring. Better, Jesus? It's better that you go away? I can't imagine a scenario where it's better for a parent to leave so that some immaterial, inaudible version of the parent can be around. Jesus' words can feel well, out of touch with normal human needs and emotions. And yet he says them. And this is where we have to make a hard choice 
to take him seriously and to press in to what might be being said. He says it's, quote, better for us. There are many things which are in fact better for us that we don't feel at the time. Certainly as children, it was difficult to believe our parents when they said, it's better this way, about a million things. So by faith we can believe Jesus. But what's actually better? Perhaps a bit of conjecture can help. Use your imagination and go back to a time before Jesus, before Scripture at all. There was God and there was creation. What does it look like when God interfaces with something that's not himself? It looks like creation. And we see his power and invisible qualities. He's worthy of worship, seeking out, and fear. But distant and unapproachable. Fast forward, and in fulfillment of the revelation of God in Scripture, Jesus arrives. He's incredible. He's everything the perfect God-man would be. If you're curious what God thinks, talks like, acts like, and does, look at Jesus. What does it look like when God interfaces with humanity? It looks like Jesus. But there's still only one of him, and he's still outside of us. Then Jesus promises to deliver something even better, the Holy Spirit. How does God bring a dead spirit back online? How does the ultimate spirit not overwhelm a human spirit and destroy it? How does God create in us new hearts and make us like Christ? The answer seems to be with the Holy Spirit, that is, God himself uniting to our spirit and bringing it back to life. What does it look like when God interfaces with our spirits? It looks like the Holy Spirit. And we are only beginning to get a sense of all that means in our lives. Fast forward way into the future. And there will come a time when we will not only see God face to face, but we will see him as he is, for we shall be like him. And only God knows all that it'll take to get us there. But that's where we're headed. Is it better that Jesus leave? Only in the sense that God is coming ever nearer. And he's always better than we think. There's more happening in our universe and in our own souls than we can see with our eyeballs. God knows this and says it's better. God, I'm amazed by you. Keep showing me more. I want more. Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way.
Thank you for taking this time. Feel free to stay as long as you like. May God bless your day, and I look forward to being here with you again next time.